0: One day and night Hello everyone. In Welcome in to Indiana Let's Talk Torah. Torah. I am Rabbi Tweet Jacobson with NRF Streamcast, and we'll spend our time talking Torah, learning stuff, and having fun while we learn. You can always send your questions and comments to our mailbag at letstalktorah at gmail.com, and of course, I will answer as many as I can. Or you can go to our webpage at letstalktorah.net. Letstalktorah.net, no apostrophes. You can check out the archives, you can find the new shows, um, you can leave comments. You can ask questions. I can answer your questions. And you can hit that donate button. And that, of course, is the most important part of that page, for me at least. Um, hit that donate button, help out the show, help us grow. Let's spread the word. Um, you hit the donate button, we have different levels. We have shout outs for you. We can, uh, we can say happy birthday, happy anniversary, or you can just remain anonymous, which is what most people like to do. Uh, before we get started, shout out. We have Cisco came in to visit. We are so happy that Cisco's behind the glass. I actually apologize. He was actually, must have come in in the middle of the last show, and you can't really see, but he's not behind me. He's like to the left, to the side. I don't really know who's there um, behind the glass. I am not facing them. So I did not know, but it is nice to have Cisco in the house, and uh, hopefully he'll join us more often. That would be beautiful. As we talked about in the last show a little bit, we are getting towards the end of the year. The Jewish calendar is about to turn over. We are about to go from year 5783 to 5784. We should have a few more shows before uh, the new year, but by the time I make those shows, um, the new year will have started. So, But uh, I myself have to get ready. Got to get my chauffeur up there tooting on my horn. I, um, you know, these things are just funny, which I tell you. Um, I have puppets in class. So I have this blue puppet, his name is Bob. Okay, that's his name. And, um, I had to teach my class about chauffeur, about blowing that horn. So I I blow it for them, and the puppet, of course, makes funny faces and, and mimics the sounds and stuff. Very entertaining. And then the puppet, of course, says he wants to blow the chauffeur. Now, by the way, I'm not a ventriloquist. I use a puppet. My mouth moves. Nobody cares. Yes, professional, I'm sure. uh, People want to see a ventriloquist, but my class could care less. They just want to see the puppet. They focus on the puppet. They don't even pay attention to my mouth. It's amazing. So the puppet says he wants to blow a chauffeur. But the puppet can't blow a chauffeur, right? But he pretends to. Like he, He blows into the chauffeur, and, of course, no sound comes out. And oh, the chauffeur's is broken and excuses, like a little kid. And I, I don't know how long it takes every year until the class starts to figure out that, you know, some of the silly things they do, the puppet does the same thing. Because, hello, I'm doing the puppet, so I don't have to say they're doing silly things. They're just acting like the puppet. And I know I win when a child will say, you know, you're acting just like Bob. You know, like once that happens, amazing. Anyway, so we've been working on in class and getting ready for the high holidays. And it would be nice if I open up my prayer book and start looking over the prayers, start practicing the songs. Um, I have a week and I do plan on opening, not the last minute. That would be terrible. And not that I have the greatest voice in the world, but uh, I do got to exercise those vocal cords. But now that it's right before Rosh Hashanah, let's talk Shofar. So it happens to be, um, this is a very unusual year. It happens every once in a while. Hasn't happened for a good couple of years. But this year, again, the first day of Rosh Hashanah is Shabbos, the Sabbath. Since the first day of Rosh Hashanah is Shabbos in a Orthodox synagogue. I don't hang out in other synagogues. I can't tell you what they do. But in Orthodox synagogue, they will not blow shofar on the first day of Rosh Hashanah because the first day is the Sabbath. What gives? What's going on? It is fascinating. I asked my class today if they knew the answer. To third graders, they did not know the answer. They're not required to know the answer. And my job is to teach them the answer. So it says like this. the, The rabbis were concerned... That if a person lives in an area where there is a large thoroughfare that has 600,000 travelers on it, now, you're not going to find too many of those in the whole world. The rabbis were concerned that a guy who's not so learned, because if a guy's learned, he knows you can't carry a chauffeur on the Sabbath if you don't have uh, fences and other things to make it, you know, it's more of a. uh, Private domain area without getting into the details. But if someone in the world were to live in an area with a public thoroughfare that 600,000 people travel on, and this guy's not so learned, because if he was learned, he would know he can't carry the chauffeur, and he wants to make sure he's blowing it properly, so he may come to carry that chauffeur in the street and therefore desecrate the Sabbath, the rabbi said, as important as powerful, as instrumental as the shofar is to our forgiveness and the whole idea of Rosh Hashanah, we don't want even one Jewish person somewhere in the world to, and it would be a mistake, right? Because the guy doesn't even know. If he knew, he wouldn't do it, right? So we don't want even one person to make such a mistake, so therefore we're going to forbid all shofar. That's it. So there's been famous people who have talked about often that if the shofar is so instrumental, so important to our repentance and crowning God and and the whole service of Rosh Hashanah, and we're not doing it, you know why? Because we care so much that even one Jew shouldn't commit a sin by mistake. That alone is gonna create this uh i don't have a good word for it but it's gonna create that god is gonna forgive us just for that for that alone we deserve that god should forgive us that alone that there's no chauffeur. that god's gonna forgive us that's a very very powerful and by the way important thought so that's the first thing you really need to know about show this year. Um, we may get into more details next week, but just a few things as you know, um, I have a new um, book at home. It's called the Kaduche Slavy Art School just put it out. free shout out for Levi Itsmu and it's translated beautifully and i I actually heard a podcast uh, the guy who wrote it. it's it's like a, been a pet project of his for. I think twenty years, just to get the headings right, the and the subheadings, and then the translation, and trying to get the feeling of what he was trying to communicate. It's beautiful. So, I, almost every week I've been going through it, you know, and might as well share with you my my newfound uh, love because I always do that every time I find some new. Uh, Book safer that I enjoy what he has to say. I mention it, you know, it'll carry me on for three, four, eight months, year, year and a half. Then we get to the next one. So he says like this: one of there's so many lessons. The chauffeur, the chauffeur is not. It's true that there is the command, the simplest, straightforward thing that everybody has to realize that the chauffeur is a mitzvah that we are following what the Torah wants, to blow the shofar on Rosh Hashanah. We blow different sounds. But there's multiple lessons in the shofar for us to learn. And all of them are important, as many as we can keep in mind. We should be thinking about on Rosh Hashanah. So one of them is the concept of the sounds that the shofar makes. So he says the the tkia. That tchiyah equals love. That just straight, smooth sound, the ladies and gentlemen, says, is referring to God's love for the Jewish people. Probably, if we think about it, probably the reason is because the opposite of love is when something is broken, right? Love is when there's two people, parents and children, that they create a bond. That bond is straight, no breaks. None, zero, no breaks. That's love. God loves the Jewish people. The broken sounds are actually referring to when we are breaking our connection with the evil inclination. We need to break it. That's what a shever, shever is the word break. Right? We need, we need to, to conquer it. And we need God's help. And then, right? So God started out, He put us in this world. God loves us. Okay, the problem is we follow our evil, our evil inclination. We need to break that connection with the evil inclination. And we need God's help to break that connection. And then we have the tequila again. Then we have that again. That love. Now there's other similar concepts that talk about when a person is born. He's created whole, and then, but he, the person is broken because he's he's not acting the way he should, and he, the person feels bad, and that again is breaking, and then again the person stands up tall, and that's the key again. All all thoughts, symbol, symbolisms, things that we should have in mind, we should be recognizing that that's what the Shofar is representing, and that automatically, right, will create um, the relationship we need with God. Once we know what we're supposed to be working on, right, that's what we'll do, and that's what we do during this high holiday season. You know, it was interesting in the the Rosh Hashanah prayer on the... um, the uh, the middle group called Zechronos, where the verses talk about how God remembers. So we say in the prayer, we say, you remember Hashem, God, you remember everything. So what does that mean? What, what, what do you mean you remember the deeds of the world? So let's think about this for a second. You have a father, and the father enjoys when his son says something intelligent. Now, you know, when I sit by with my children Friday night, Shabbos day, and they have stuff they want to say that they learned in school or a thought that they, that they saw somewhere or a story that they heard, a lot of times they say, oh, you probably know this already. You probably know this. So I say, what, so you can't tell me? Uh, then you can never talk to me. Because I know many of the things you've already, certainly when they're younger, right? But even as they get older, a lot of stuff they want to discuss. Yes, they can have a different uh, take on it that we can have a discussion. But a lot of the stuff they're discussing is stories they want to repeat. I've heard. So now you can't talk to me? Now I'm not allowed to listen to you because I heard it? That's ridiculous. Then I can't talk to my children. And parents love talking to their children. So I tell them, I say, I- I'm not complaining. I would love to hear what you have to say. And now, sometimes I say a story wrong and it has to be corrected, but I don't stop them. anyways. First, time with the story. You get confused. You don't remember the whole story. You don't remember the, the Torah thought you're trying to say. I'll help you out. Of course, I want to hear you say it. Right? That's what fathers, mothers, parents, that's what we do. We love to listen to our children, and till the children start getting older, generally, we are more intelligent than our children, and if you don't allow your brain to go to mush, and you continuously study Torah, the likelihood is that in certain ways, you're going to always be ahead of them, because they're studying, you're studying, so, so what, so my child can't say something to me, like, that's ridiculous. Now it helps we get older, we forget a lot of stuff, so my children have to remind me. So anyways, it's good. But forget about that. The point being that that I can tell my children, truthfully, I love to hear them say stuff. I love to hear them say the same story that I know. I love to hear them say the same Torah thought that I've said a hundred times. And then I say, you know, I, I love that Torah thought. I've said it a bunch of times. I love it. Thank you for sharing it again and again, right? So God is really doing the same thing. Isn't that the same? Isn't that the same thing that's going on, right? That God is listening to us say stuff? You think God doesn't know? It's all coming from God anyways, right? So God actually lowers himself to pay attention to this world that has nothing new to add, right? Even though we're not up to stuff, right, and that's what Rosh Hashanah is about, right? Rosh Hashanah is about our relationship with God, just like a father has a relationship with a child, right? I'm sorry, just like right, just like a father's relationship with a child, even though the father is way more intelligent, right? God has a relationship with us, right? And 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 it's something to think about, the same way as a father or a mother. We want to relate to our children. We want our children to have a conversation with us even though we, we know it already. We saw it already. We heard it already. Now we're the child talking to God. Do we have anything new to add? I don't think so. But we want God to listen to us the same way our children want their parents to listen to them. That is, and that's Taking place through Shabbat—that is an amazing thought. So, um, just as a uh, you know, nice story, getting ready for Ashana, something to think about. So, um, there were two Rebbes. they were brothers. So, mayor Horowitz was visiting his brother. He stayed at an inn, and of course, the innkeeper had a big sense to the big rabbi. There is no charge, Rabbi. <laughs> you are in my inn. I ca- i cannot give you a bill. It is an honor that you're even here. So the rabbi said, okay, may, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe I can help you spiritually. So the man says, yeah, it's true. Um, I've been met, married many years and I was not blessed with children. So he says, if you come to my court, if you come to my city for the high holidays, for Hashanah, I will pray for you and guarantee you have a child. He says, okay, let me speak to my wife. The wife says, no brainer, no brainer, you're going. He went to his reb in his city and uh, he says, I know you're my Rebbe. I always, I always hang out with you. Um, but, uh, but your brother said that he'll take care of me. I'll have children if I go to him. But I don't want to insult you. So his Rebbe said, go. My brother's a very holy person. Of course you should go. And was on his way to the town, the name of the town was uh, uh, Dijiniv, I think it's pronounced. He says, what's going to be He's talking to himself? What will happen if I go to, my, to this other Rebbe's town, and he prays for me, and I have a child, you know what everyone's going to say? Everyone's going to say that, obviously, the Rebbe in the other town is holier and is a better Rebbe than your Rebbe in this town. So I am going to automatically knock down my Rebbe that I've been with for so many years just because his rebbe had a miracle that he got me to have a child, my rebbe didn't. How could I do that to him? How could I hurt him that way? How could I allow people to think that that they don't belong in this town, they should go to the other town because this one is lacking? How could I do that to him? But I might not get a child. So he says, better I don't have children even though that's the one thing I've always wanted, and not hurt, embarrass my rebbe, and he turned around. Sure enough, all of a sudden, it's uh, after the evening prayers, and everybody goes to the to the rebbe and, and synagogue. He's going to the rabbi, and they say, "Have a happy and healthy new year." You should be written and signed in the book of life. So the rebbe says to him, "What are you doing here? What are you doing here?" you wanted children, you're supposed to go to my brother. So he told him over the story. He told him what he was thinking. He said, I couldn't do it. So the Rebbe says, wow, that's amazing. For that alone, you deserve a child. In this story, they're actually the happy ending. He actually did have a child. We've talked in the past. You're allowed to do the right thing even if God doesn't do a miracle for you, right? You got to do what's right. Just because you gotta do what's right And there goes the music So I hope you enjoyed it short and sweet Thank you of course to all wonderful sponsors and listeners You know I can't do it without you And thank you all the production team We have Alan and Cisco in the back today with us today I have reflections, food for thought Until next time, I am Rabbi Tweet Jacobson You've been listening to Let's Talk Toro on NRM Streamcast Until next time, don't forget to think about it